You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 48, airing on July 30th, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, Improving your leadership skills will drive your success, and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic, how to lead when someone is driving you nuts. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Coaching for Leaders. My name is Dave Stehoviak, and I'm coming to you from our new studio here in Orange County, California. I mentioned a few weeks ago that Bonnie and I moved these last Uh, this last week. And so I'm coming to you from our brand new home office studio here where things are in pieces and boxes. So hopefully I sound the same as I normally do when I talk with you. Uh, We're still putting together a lot of the pieces of our office studio here, but I am so glad to be back with you. And if you are joining me for the first time for Coaching for Leaders, thank you so much for reaching out and listening to this show. This is a show for people who care about leading others, and want to do so in such a way of not just barking orders at people and punishing people and using sanctions, but really truly leading people so you can get engagement, development, and enthusiastic cooperation. And if that's something you're interested in as as a leader, you have found the right place. And just a quick thank you also to people who have uh, reached out in the last few weeks. Uh, I am uh, still getting back to a few notes here. But uh, I wanted to jump in today with a somewhat related topic to what we've been talking about, which is how to uh, how to really look at our own personalities as leaders and how we can utilize understanding of our own personality to lead and engage people more effectively. And today I'm going to be looking at the topic of how to lead when someone is driving you nuts. And uh, as you may have guessed, <laughs> this topic is coming from a recent experience that I've had and uh, Bonnie has uh, had in someone that we hired to do a project for us. And I'm a big believer in just not criticizing people publicly. And, uh, you know, what goes around comes around in the world. And so while I doubt this, uh, person or organization would ever listen to the show. I'm not going to certainly say the person's name or their organization or anything like that. But uh, I noticed as I was going along and we were working on a project with this person over the last few months that there were some things that I did in a leadership capacity that really caused the situation to be worse than it probably could have been. Um, And even though I did have a situation where someone was driving me nuts, Uh, there were some mistakes I made as a leader. And so today, what I'm hoping I can do is walk you through nine things that you can do and you can keep in mind when you're in a leadership role and someone is driving you nuts that will help you to lead a little bit more effectively. And also, I want to point out some of the mistakes that I made in this particular situation that I'm hopeful that you can avoid and I think will help you to be able to lead people a little more effectively when things aren't always going smoothly. And if you've been in a leadership role for any length of time, you know that that is unfortunately the way the world is. Not everything goes smoothly all the time. But uh, before I uh, get into the details, if you have comments or questions for me about 
uh, this topic, how to lead when someone's driving you nuts and you have uh, want to talk more on some of the things that I mentioned here today, hop onto our website. You can go to coachingforleaders.com. This is episode number 48. Uh, below the show notes, uh, all the bullet points I'll be speaking about today, you can find, you'll find a spot where you can add into the conversation and dialogue with others who are listening to the show as well. You can also uh, reach out to me with feedback directly by phone. That uh, number is 949-38-LEARN. And of course, email is another good tool for getting a hold of me. Our email address is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. So again, that's feedback at coachingforleaders.com. So uh, Bonnie and I hired someone, uh, oh gosh, uh, I guess it was probably about two months ago. And originally this was supposed to be a pretty quick project. It was going to be just a couple of weeks of working with this person. And, uh, and you know, we hired this guy to, uh, to do some uh, work with us. And, you know, it just didn't go as smoothly as I had hoped, and that's actually being a little generous. Uh, in fact, it caused both of us some frustration, although I was the kind of the point person on communication with a lot of this, and so it really was causing me a lot of frustration. And so as I was going through this experience, I was um, you know, certainly paying attention to what was happening, but I was also thinking about this from a leadership standpoint, as I often try to, of what could I have done better as a leader to really get better results, not only to reduce my frustration level, but that would have helped out the situation. And so I've uh, I've thought about that in, in some detail over the last few weeks and some past experiences I've had, and I've determined nine things that there are that you can do as a leader that will help you in a situation where someone's driving you nuts. So the first thing you can do is ask yourself, is this a personality conflict or is it a performance issue. You know, rarely do we get to decide what personalities we get to work with and lead. Uh, Even those of us who are in positions where we get to hire people and maybe we're the chief person in our organization and we get to have, you know, final decision on everyone who comes to work with us or that we partner with, you just really never know what you're going to get at the end of the day. And uh, I think all of us have had the experience where we have hired someone or partnered with someone on a project or hired a new employee and we thought that they had a certain type of personality or interaction style or experience level and we came to find out later uh, either we were pleasantly surprised (laughs) that it was different than we originally thought or we found out later that you know it wasn't quite the personality or the experience that we thought we were getting And so, you know, people are complex. And so we're not always going to get to choose what types of people we work with. And in fact, rarely do we really get to choose uh, the types of personalities and experiences that we get to work with truly 100%. And so uh, the question you want to ask yourself first is, is it personality and is it a personality difference or a personality conflict or is it truly a performance issue? And that's one of the reasons we've spent the last few episodes really looking at and examining personality and talking about how as leaders, if we understand our personality a little bit better, that we can hopefully do a better job of reaching out to others and communicating with others. And if you ask yourself that question and you find that it is uh, more a personality conflict or a personality difference that's causing the friction, my challenge to you would be to be flexible. Use this as an opportunity to challenge yourself 
to work with someone who sees the world through a different lens than you do, um, particularly if you're in the leadership role, you want to have people who see the world differently than you do. Uh, one of the great, great uh, values of, uh, or uh, not values isn't the right word, but one of the great benefits of having a diverse team of people is that people uh, who have things, have preferences different than you do, will see things, will uh, will inevitably come to conclusions uh, and suggest solutions to problems that you would have never considered as a leader because if you had just looked at it yourself. So it's a tremendous benefit to have different personalities. So my challenge to you would be, if it is truly just a personality difference, is to challenge yourself to be flexible, to find the best way to work with that person. And if you're not sure how to do that, go back and listen to the next, the last few episodes, uh, you know, episodes 42, 43, 44, 45 that we've just covered in the last few weeks and see where that personality conflict may be and then how you as a leader can uh, effectively navigate that. So secondly, give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, this is something that I would say of the nine things that I'm going to be mentioning here today, this number two, giving people the benefit of the doubt is something that um, I feel I have more of a strength on and I do often enough and perhaps too much actually. But the thing to remember is that uh, almost nobody wakes up in the morning with the goal to make other people miserable. Uh, yeah, I know there's those few crazy folks out there, but uh, you know, really, 99.9% of people get up in the morning, uh, go to work, uh, get involved with the organizations they get involved with, and they have a very good intention of wanting to be good contributors. They want to, uh, con- you know, they want to do things that are going to make the world a better place. They certainly don't set out with the goal of making other people's lives miserable. And so I think it's important for us as leaders to uh, try to remember that for the most part, again, I know there's always exceptions, but for the most part, people are trying to do the right thing. And so to really um, you know, be cautious of jumping to conclusions uh, when someone makes a mistake or when something happens that causes frustration of really, if you can, give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, uh, this leads to number three, which is address non-performance early. Now, this is something that I'll tell you that I probably, uh, I shouldn't say I probably, I definitely uh, did not do well in this recent situation when we had uh, contracted with someone to do some work for us is, uh, you know, when there is a clear performance issue, address it early. And, uh, you know, there was, in this situation of uh, the person Bonnie and I were working with, there was a clear performance issue early. And the mistake I made is I didn't address it early. Um, You know, and trust your instincts and those of the people around you. You know, actually, um, when we had our kind of our first interaction or our first sit down with this person and we were doing work, um, we walked away from that. Bonnie and I were at that meeting together and uh, Bonnie's uh, first reaction was, this is going to be a problem situation and I'm not sure that this is the right person for us to be partnered with. And uh, and my perception was actually um, different than that. I, I had, I, uh, we had some dialogue about it and I said, you know, I see some of the things you're saying, but, you know, I think that this isn't going to be an issue. Here's why. 
And, uh, you know, I had a whole bunch of different reasons and we sort of move forward with this person. And in the, in reality, um, I have (laughs) so many times in my life, uh, in the last seven, eight years since I've known Bonnie, she see things so quickly, so much faster than I do. And so trust your instincts and trust the people around you. If you're not good on making uh, quick decisions or, uh, kind of getting a good feel for folks, um, you know, ask the people around you who are involved in the situation. In this case, I should have, uh, you know, tapped into more to what Bonnie was concerned about. And if I had, we would have saved ourselves a lot of frustration. Now, what should that look like? You know, for me, non-performances, you know, there's two, at least two clear things that have happened. You know, if it's just one thing that's happened, uh, you know, where a mistake's been made or there's been a non, non, non-performance issue, you know, that, that to me falls into the category of giving people the benefit of the doubt. You know, we're all broken. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. There's going to be things that happen now and now and again that are going to occur that, you know, are just mistakes. Uh, but when at least two things have happened in two separate situations, that's where you really do need to uh, address something. And the earlier you address it, you really get several benefits out of that. First of all, uh, people know you're watching, and that's really important when you are leading is if people know you're watching, they also know that you care, and they know what your expectations are. So, uh, you know, one of the things that is really valuable for us as leaders is really showing people that we are willing to give them attention, that we are invested in them. And we do that by showing that we care and spending time and communicating our expectations. So um, if we can do that upfront, it's going to help us tremendously in a leadership capacity to be able to address non-performance early. And then uh, going along with that is point number four here, which is tell people when you're giving them a second chance. I'm a big believer in giving people second chances. But one of the things that I have failed to do in the past, and I failed to do in this situation with this guy we were working with, was to communicate that we were giving this person a second chance. And in fact, I would err on the side of over-communicating. And and this is something I'll tell you, I fell short in this situation, is I gave this person a second chance, but I never told them I was giving them a second chance. I didn't communicate my frustration. I didn't communicate some of the non-performance issues early. I did later on, but not early in the relationship. And as a result, what ended up happening is we kind of got to the third chance and fourth chance, and we got to the fourth or fifth situation where something didn't happen correctly. And by then, I was mad. <laughs> you know, I was angry. I was frustrated. And here's the thing now, looking back with a few weeks' distance on this, is the other party had no clue. And the reason they didn't have a clue is because I had never communicated that there was a concern and that I was giving this per- person a second chance and that I had concerns about the situation. So, um, you know, the other party didn't do anything differently. Why should they? They never were communicated with that they should do anything differently. So that's something to really keep in mind is it's great to give people second chances. I'm a big believer in that. The The mistake I've made is not communicating that you're giving them that second chance. And I would I would really encourage you to do that. Now, number five is to use email wisely. When someone is driving you nuts, there is the, uh, oh boy, the temptation to hop on email and fire off an email or fire off an email to other people. Um, and and I'll, I'll tell you, I've 
I, I thankfully I haven't made this mistake much in my professional life, but I did make this mistake very, very early uh, in my work career. Um, oh gosh, probably about 15 years ago, I was frustrated with the situation that was going on with my employer. And I hopped onto back then they had something called news groups where you could go online. This was before Facebook and Twitter and all that. Um, and you could post things. And I posted a frustration about my employer on a news group one evening. It was, you know, late at night. I was frustrated, not thinking clearly. And little did I know my employer read that every morning and monitored this particular news group. And boy, let me tell you, I heard about it the next morning. People were not happy with me at all. And I learned a really valuable lesson from that experience. What I learned is is that uh, when you're having frustration, when you're angry at someone, when you want to communicate frustration, uh, the worst thing you can do is to get onto anything where you putting you're putting that in writing somewhere. So when you're having when someone's really pushing your buttons, really driving you nuts, the, the worst thing you can do is to get onto email or start writing things and sending things out to that person or other people about that person. Um, you know, I always go on the assumption these days uh, that anything that I put into writing on an email, a Twitter, a Facebook post, anything is something that the entire world will see, even if it's a private email. And the reason I say that is because even if it's a private email, uh, it's very easy for someone to forward something. And I know I've had many times in my career where I have had something and I've been working with an organization or as an employee and something that I sent an email about that I never intended for someone to forward. Uh, they either didn't see it the same way or forwarded it or just wasn't thinking and forwarded it to a party that you know we never anticipated to uh, have them see that email. And that's where you can get in a lot of trouble. And I love the, uh, the a lot of times ethics, people who teach ethics classes talk about the front page test. Um, you know, and that's a good test for yourself when you're writing something uh, is to ask yourself the question, if I saw this email I'm about to write on the front page of my local newspaper tomorrow morning, would I be happy with what I had written? And it's a great question to ask because sometimes emails do show up that, <laughs> that you have written on in newspapers. And uh, if you don't believe me, just look at any newspaper these days, any business paper, and you'll see that people who wrote emails or said things that they shouldn't have said end up in news stories, end up on the paper. And that's not something that you want to have happen to you. So stay off email. Don't communicate your frustration there. Um, if you are frustrated with someone um, the best thing you can do is to talk with them one-on-one, -on -one, have a personal conversation. When that's not possible, uh, pick up the phone and talk with them over the phone at the very least. But uh, stay off email because that's just going to get you in trouble. Now, here's how you can use email when someone is driving you nuts, is have the conversation with the other party in person. Work through whatever it is you need to work through. Have the difficult conversation. Set the expectations. And then where email can be helpful is to follow up on that conversation with an email summary. And this is something that I think is very valuable, not from the standpoint of getting people into trouble or um, you know, doing something where you can come back to people later and say, you, you know, I said this in an email before. Um, but to really just reinforce what's been said in a conversation. 
So one of the things that I have done in the past and has worked very well is when I've had a conversation with someone and we've done a, you know, what I thought was a good job of setting expectations or addressing a concern, or and I've gotten the sense that that person may not remember the conversation or may at some point um, come back and say, well, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really clear on this, is I'll then send an email follow-up after the conversation, not to have the conversation itself, but just to summarize what was said. And I'll say, okay, uh, dear so-and-so, just wanted to recap what we said today. Here's what we agreed to. Here's the expectations we talked about. Any questions, let me know. It doesn't have to be anything big, but that's where email can be really helpful is to follow up uh, your expectations with a quick summary. Okay, on to number six. Find out if something can be fixed before losing your cool. Uh, you know, most everything in life can be fixed. Most everything in work can be fixed uh, if there's really a problem with it. And uh, I'll tell you, this is something that I made a mistake on uh, in this process with uh, this person that we had hired is um, we had been talking about this particular issue with this project all the way along. And this was kind of, this was overall about a two-month project. There was a one particular issue that I was concerned about from day one. I wanted to make sure that it was handled right. It was part of the conversation all the way throughout the process. And when it came to delivery day and the project was uh, getting completed, that issue sure enough came up. And the all of the planning we had done around this issue, all of the details around it, um, it ended up uh, resulting in a situation that just was not ideal. It was not going to be ideal from a delivery standpoint of the project. And I was mad. <laughs> I was not happy because I had done everything possible for weeks to try and keep this from being an issue on the day when delivery was happening. And sure enough, it was an issue. And despite my absolute best efforts, and it really, I was not happy at all. And so um, I violated the last thing I just mentioned, which was use email wisely. I got an email late at night uh, that evening after it happened. Uh, I was tired. I was frustrated. And I, I was not mean on email, but I sent a very terse email to someone and said, you know, this is a problem. It needs to be fixed. And you know what? It turned out the next morning, uh, once everyone reconvened, that five minutes with the right person solved the problem. And so it was easily fixed. And unfortunately, it was fixed after I had lost my cool a little bit. And so the thing I would uh, advise for you as a leader is that before you jump in and get really, really frustrated and lose your cool about something, take a moment to find out if what's happened can be fixed. Even if you've done everything you possibly could do up front to try to keep the situation from becoming a problem, see if you can, uh, see if it's possible to fix it. See if it's possible to get someone else's perspective in the organization that will look at it in a different way than you're looking at it. Okay, number seven, when someone's driving you nuts, sleep on it. You know, it's there's nothing like a good night's sleep to help you to make better decisions. And you don't make good decisions when you're tired. At least I don't. Um, you, you don't make good decisions. You're a lot faster to anger. Um, I know I take twice as long to handle stuff um, at the end of the day or late in the evening. Uh, you tend to not have perspective as well. And the other reason I would really advise you, if someone's really pushing your buttons to sleep on it, is uh, in the evening or late in the, late in the day, you have the tendency much more to fire off emails because people aren't there, they're not available by phone, it's late. 
And so it's so much easier to start firing off emails and getting angry at people. Uh, And so if you can just take 12 hours to sleep on it, you avoid all those situations, but you also give your own brain the chance to step back and to evaluate the situation and to really think through what it is that you want to have come out of this. And that leads right into number eight, which is let other people do their jobs once you've raised a concern. You know, particularly for those of us who are in leadership roles, um, once something's come up that is a concern, you've communicated it, you've set your expectations, let other people do their jobs, do the things that they're supposed to do. Because sometimes you'll get punished for being way too proactive and trying to solve stuff yourself. And Bonnie and I joke about this all the time because both of us have the tendency, and I know I do, of if something's wrong, fixing it right away. And I've I've had situations happen in the recent past where um, something was wrong, there was an issue, I stepped in either in a personal situation or in a leadership capacity, uh, did what I thought I needed to do to fix the problem, and uh, not unknowing that someone else was working on the issue at the same time and ended up making the situation worse because I was spending all this time trying to be proactive and do other people's jobs for them. So my challenge to you is that you know if you can let other people do their jobs, once you've raised a concern, give people a chance to correct their mistakes. Don't jump in and try to micromanage everything you'll save yourself a whole lot of frustration as a leader. You'll keep from duplicating efforts. And of course, you know, as we talk about all along, you're empowering other people to solve problems too. If you as a leader are the one that's always jumping in to do stuff, you're going to, uh, you know, you really do take the, uh, the energy and the initiative out of people to really resolve problems themselves. And I know I've made that mistake before and I made that situation, made that mistake in this particular situation as well. And then finally, number nine, uh, decide how much of your time and energy this is worth. I love the quote from Dale Carnegie that he says in his book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, which by the way is a great book. If you've never read that book and you have any stress at all in your life, it's a wonderful book to read. And Dale Carnegie says, decide how much anxiety a thing may be worth and refuse to give it more. And, you know, I think this is great advice because when I look back on the situation from the last few months and working with this, uh, uh, this guy that was giving us uh, a lot of frustration. And by the way, the the project did end up at the end of the day working out great. The final product ended up being what we expected and, and even a little better, I think, than we expected. Um, but, you know, I was really, at the end of the day, more angry at myself than I was at the other person. I was angry at how much energy I had put into it. I was angry at how frustrated it had made me. I was angry at how much I was micromanaging the situation. And so, um, you know, a reminder for all of us is this too shall pass. Uh, You know, really, is it worth your time and energy and all of this to really, uh, you know, get yourself frustrated and worked up as a leader? And I know for me, when I find myself getting frustrated and angry about something, uh, you know, 90% of the time, it's just 
not worth me putting forth the effort and the frustration in it that I am. So one of the things that I would you know, remind all of us is to do is really decide, decide how much anxiety something's worth. Don't give it any more than that. It's okay to give things anxiety and worry, but do it in a way that's proportional to the situation. And this too shall pass. So I'm hopeful that those nine things will help you when you're in a situation when some, that when someone is driving you nuts to give you perspective that will help you to lead that person more effectively so that ultimately you can engage and develop others and be a leader in a very effective and proactive way. And if you have comments or questions about anything I've just mentioned, hey, maybe there's something on this list that you don't agree with, and I'd love to hear your thoughts and dialogue on this, hop on our website, coachingforleaders.com, and let me know what you think. Again, this is episode number 48. and Or you can leave me a message on my office line, which is 94938-LEARN. And of course, our email address is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And I don't have any community news and feedback for you this week, so I'm just going to wrap it up right here. And thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And I just wanted to remind you, if this show has been helpful to you and you happen to download this show from iTunes, would you take a moment to hop over to coachingforleaders.com forward slash iTunes and leave us a written review on how the show's been helpful to you. I'd certainly appreciate that. I mentioned that the link to the notes are on our website at coachingforleaders.com. We do air this show every single Monday morning. So if you are looking for something to start your week and helping you to engage and develop others more effectively, this is the place to be. And wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, Take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you next week.